0: Design You Podcast, Episode 24. If you are stressed, stretched, and stuck, and ready to take your life to the next level, reach out to me for a free 30-minute strategy call to see what steps you can implement right now to design your best life. Email me at connect at com and let's create your own unique blueprint to lay the foundations for that life that you really want. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board, Shilpa Agarwal. Shilpa is a marketing coach, speaker, author and trainer with over 10 years of corporate training experience and quite a few awards to her credit. Today, Shilpa works with coaches and consultants to help them accelerate their marketing through publishing their own book, establishing a consistent message and becoming known as the go-to authority in their area of expertise. Shilpa with her husband and their two-year-old daughter live in Adelaide. They have just settled down after 10 months of traveling around Australia in a caravan. Join me as I chat with Shilpa about living in a box. Hi, Shilpa. Welcome to the Design You podcast. How are you today?
1: Hi, Dina. I'm very good. Thank you.
0: Tell me, what are you doing right now to design your best life?
1: Well, so these days, uh, as you know, and as we've had a chat before, I've just recently settled down back into a house, into a stable life from nearly a nomad life. So my husband with my, you know, one-year-old baby who turned nearly two, Mm -hmm. we have been on a caravan for the last 10 months. And, you know, I'm just kind of reflecting back on the whole year that we spent in the caravan and Mm -hmm. the amount of learnings that it has brought to me. I'm just making, you know, like integrating them in my, in my life and yeah, bringing my business to success through that. Well, tell
0: us about those learnings because I'm sure there's some stuff that we can all learn. Now your, your background's Indian. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. Far away from Aussie, right? I mean, (laughs) we had caravanning to me was as dramatic as sleeping in a car. Like it was, (laughs) it was down in my head. I downgraded it like, you know, caravanners. Yeah. don't have money or whatever <laughs> so it it started in a very uh, you know through a very random incident basically uh, we had gone to visit in Indi- you know visit our family back in india mm-hmm. and when we were in india uh, you know just when we came back from india our lease was due it was expiring mm-hmm. the place that we were renting and so I got this email from my property manager already when I was in India that in one month's time, the lease is coming to an end and the owner does not wish to extend it anymore because he wants to sell the property. Sure. But that kind of, uh, it kind of tossed my entire planning, it, you know, totally. What can I say? I'm not getting the right phrase, the right words, but I just, uh, you know, all my planning went down the drain. Mm. I had a clear plan, you know, When I go back to Australia, I'm going to extend the lease for another six months, accumulate some money, you know, uh, yeah, enough for a deposit, buy my own property and move out of this rental property once and for all. So that was where this all began. Now, in one month's time, we were not ready to buy our own property, which means we have to invest and spend more money in moving from rental to rental. Sure. Uh, Just wanted to avoid that. And that... (laughs) You know, that created this opportunity, this crazy idea in my crazy husband's mind. (laughs) He's a very, very good crazy. And he's like, Shilpa, you know what? Let's just pack all our stuff, put it in storage, and let's caravan this one year while we make some more money, while we grow the business. Because our business does not need a location anyways. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, so you wanted me to sleep in a car. That's all (laughs) that remains to do now. Anyways, yeah, he's a very smart guy. He is very good at convincing me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I was like, what about the toilets? How, you know, how are we going to do that? Where will I cook food? So I had no concept of, you know, great caravans. I had no concept of what a caravan can offer. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful uh, with his excellent research skills and grateful for the funds that we had for the you know for the money that we had which we've sure. made in the business already we were able to buy ourselves a very you know luxurious caravan which had a dishwasher <laughs> and a washing <laughs> I know so uh you know sometimes this just in reflection it tells me like you know I I asked for it very clearly when we were doing our caravan hunting when we were researching caravans after I was convinced I was telling the the lady no, even if it's a small dishwasher, I would love a dishwasher because when I'm going out on the caravan, my intention is to consistently work on growing my business. So I want to save every minute that is possible. Mm. And she's like, no, I don't think you'll ever find a dishwasher in a caravan, but we did. So I think I languaged it yeah. uh, so many times that the universe just made it happen for me.
0: And do you do that often in your life that you manifest things because you say it out oh, loud over and over again? All
1: the time. You know what? Uh, Just less than two weeks ago, we have shifted into, we have moved into our, you know, home, temporary home now. But this home is is a home with a swimming pool. Now, for an Indian mind, for an Indian human being, unless you're willing to, you're specifically looking for, you know, buying a house with a swimming pool, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, even after, it's next to impossible to imagine renting a house with a swimming pool. Sure. And with $30 lesser rent than we were paying in a previous house. So, wow, yeah, like this house that we've, and this is again, uh, you know, a couple of manifestation techniques, which I have implemented with a lot of faith. It has uh, storage, it has wardrobes in every room, which I wanted. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, a gas cooktop. It has all the right criteria for, you know, for me to call it my ideal home.
0: So, okay well tell us yeah. your techniques you've got to share this with the world what, what do we need to do
1: right so one of one of this came from a very dear friend and she's like shilpa you know the thing is every time i was going for a uh, what can i say open inspection i was telling a friend i think this one's going to be it i think i've nearly found my house but then when i would go to the house i would find the pictures on the internet are deceiving mm. because the house was like so crappy inside i was like oh my god no <laughs> she's like shilpa you know what just take a bag and put in it a couple of pairs of you know a couple pairs of clothes of all of you as a family like you know as if you're going out on a yeah. vacation you're moving into your home. Put put a put an extra spare key that you have, and on a list of paper on like on a on a piece of paper, just list down all the things that you you know visualize that you want in your ideal home,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and just leave it at the door. Leave it at the so you know in my caravan we left it. Just near the door. Okay. That bag. That bag stayed there for I think ten or fifteen days. Yeah. That's the amount of time it took, took us to manifest. Pretty good. And uh, another thing that I did was, but again, you know, again, I think we're we're slightly kind of m- moving in an unexpected direction when I'm talking about manifestation, but mm-hmm. it's really important. Mm-hmm. When I when when I came for the open inspection of this property. The tangibles that were in my control, I made sure we did that. Mm -hmm. So I made sure, and I I wasn't aware, I'm still new to this culture in Australia, you know. So when I I went to other properties, I didn't care to talk to the property manager because I was like, it's a pretty black and white process, Mm -hmm. you know. But this time, I spoke to the property manager and I'm like, look, you know, I'm really tired. I'm done. I've visited nearly 50 properties and I can't find my one. This is it. Let's make it happen. Please. Let's mm-hmm. make it happen. I kind of indirectly gave her the, the push that, Yay. you know, this is my home. And so, you know, she, she was like, oh my God, this woman's like, I could see it in her eyes. She's crazy. She's telling me directly, let's make it happen. She's kind of asking me to jump on her team.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: was nearly that kind of a rapport. And, uh, one more thing that, uh, we offered within, you know, very, within all, uh, what can I say, legal boundaries, we offered to pay the owner one month's rent in advance. Sure. Uh So these are the things that people don't talk about when they talk about manifesting, Mm. you know, you, you can leave it to the universe. You can language your desires, but you need to do what's in your control Mm. and, if we were in the position of paying one month's rent up front it was christmas time i knew it would help the owner to get that extra cash flow in advance yeah sure so it was like you know i'm going to pay you a week after and a week after i might as well just pay you one month if you like it and i don't know what what got the what got me the house but and then and then <laughs> uh so now comes the real manifestation process mm-hmm. uh when i came when i went back to the caravan I was like, okay, I'm writing a letter to the universe. Mm-hmm. And this is inspired straight out of uh, Liz Gilbert's book. Uh, what's that? Uh,
2: big uh,
1: Magic? Eat Prela. Eat oh, Okay. So in that book, if you remember, she writes a letter to get successfully divorced by her husband because her husband wasn't willing to sign her divorce papers. That's right. And she writes a letter and she's like, dear universe, I know you've got stuff to attend to. You're busy, but I'm just calling on this one intervention. Please get him to sign the divorce papers. And, you know, her lawyer asks her, okay, so who else needs to give you permission for this to happen? Who else needs to sign this petition of yours? And uh, Liz Gilbert invites imaginary signatures from people who are not in present or not anymore. Uh, and people like, uh, you know, Gandhi and Mother Teresa and mm-hmm. you name it, you know. And the president of America, she just kind of, she listed all the people she could think of that have given the permission for this to happen. And in the end, it was her lawyer who reminds her, Liz, you've written everyone else's name but his. But mm-hmm. do you realize he's the first person who needs to sign this petition? Mm-hmm. So she, she did invite his imaginary signature and the next day, literally the next day, the divorce happens. Wow. So that, that exactly is what I did. So I was like, okay, dear universe, you know, let's get this done, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had, um, I had my family sign it. My husband's family signed it. My daughter, she signed it like four or five times. (laughs) And the property manager, the owner, all the people of Adelaide, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just, I just went all in and I'm like, you know, all you people, you have to support me. And, and then I was like, okay, what's my, what am I giving if the universe gives me this? What am I giving back? Uh, So I was like, okay, I have to stretch myself. I have to get uncomfortable here. So I I promised on that paper, if if I get this property, I'm going to post this letter publicly on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I did that, which was, you know, which created like a huge, uh, what can I say? Uh, uh, Yeah, a huge celebrity moment on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a lot of my friends now call me the manifestation queen. Um, I love it. Some of it, yeah. So... (laughs) yeah anyways I don't think manifestation was my key strength that I want to talk about but here I am
0: <laughs> so going back to what you did learn when you were traveling what were the big key things that you learned out of that Yeah, you know, it was something you didn't want to do to start with and then you you get go on the journey with your husband literally in the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah when did you come out at the end
1: yeah I think I came out in a very very good place so uh if I reflect upon the biggest learnings, um, what it has been for me is don't get disillusioned by what the world is promoting okay. because marketing these days is so overhyped mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, some big claims are genuine and true, but, you know, you need to find out, you need to get to the core of what goes on behind these big claims. Mm-hmm. So when I had finally said yes to support my husband and actually, you know, me saying yes to my husband was, uh, I actually took a coaching session to be able to say yes to him Right. because I knew how badly he wanted to do this. Now that this random adventure has, you know, this idea has crossed his mind. He really wants to realize it. And I actually approached a coach and I'm like, you know what? My husband wants to do this. I want to support him. I want to say yes to him. But I'm too scared. Like, it's a crazy thing. I think I'm putting my life and our life and our family in danger. I have a little baby. Mm -hmm. So anyways, you know, uh, all I needed to, and you know, the coach told me, Shilpa, I am right now so jealous of you. You have a partner who's taking you out on a caravan and you are resisting that. I wish I was in your place. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so, yeah, you know, so one thing that I learned from that coaching session is How we are able, how we want what others have, Mm. or how much we don't value what we have. Mm. And when I was able to see, wow, this gift, this partner who even has the courage to think like this, I must, I must go get on board. So anyways, when the yes happened, I thought, okay, cool. Now that we've decided we're doing caravanning, we, uh, you know, yes, we'll run our business remotely because anyways, all our calls, all our, everything happens on Mm. phone. Sure. But there's so much more to it, uh, you know, to run a remote business, to run a location independent business, there's so much more discipline and structure required. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so all these people who pose their pictures from beaches and from, you know, yeah. Uh, drinking a beer in the beach and, you know, your laptop by the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are fake, but there are some genuine ones. Yep. And what's important is we understand what goes on behind making a solid business foundation that can operate, uh, you know, independent of location.
0: Mm. So what sort of structure would we need in our business to be able to to do that?
1: Yeah, great one. So, um what, what I realized was I had no idea of what was coming for me. <laughs> uh, when we were, when we were based stationary, like when we were in a home before we set out on the caravan, my daughter used to go to a daycare for three days a week. Mm-hmm. And those three days were the solid days when, you know, my husband and I made solid shit happen in the business. And we were like, mm-hmm. okay, it's, it's our commitment to her. We're sending her away from us. We better make the most of this. Mm-hmm. So then the other two, Working days, we are able to spend time with her.
2: Yes,
1: uh, that was a very good structure. But I had no idea what it is like to have a one-year-old demanding your attention twenty-four-seven in a box. Yes, like you know. And as much as I wanted to love her and enjoy the the privilege that I had, you know, the time to spend and see my daughter growing uh, in her early years to influence her to teach her my culture. I was so torn apart. Like I was like, I want to do business. Can't you just go to sleep? I, you know, I was, I was experiencing massive mother's guilt. Sure. And then there was not a single day, like there came a point when I started playing the game of dilemmas. And when I was working, when I was on my laptop in the caravan, I felt like a fraud. I'm like, in the eyes of the world, I'm on this luxury caravan. And I'm supposed to be clicking beautiful pictures and seeing beautiful places. What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And on days when my husband took us out sightseeing, I was like, don't you have any sense of responsibility? What are we doing here? We're supposed to be making money, right? Oh. So I was, I was fighting myself. I was fighting my husband. I was fighting our family's happiness. You know, okay. uh, I was just against it. So, and this, imagine living in this dilemma continuously for a period of like six to eight months
0: wow okay that's a long time
1: that is and uh, because of which I have uh, I think I have touched the deepest point of my misery and sadness okay until and I had no awareness of it I I had no idea Mm -hmm. what to do about it Uh, you know I just knew I was doing my best and in my heart I, I didn't have the courage to language it or to voice it out, but mm-hmm. every time I was secretly blaming my husband, you put us in this mess.
0: Mm, <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, you know, I mean, going to that, uh, lowest depth has been such a, such a gift because when you're down, the only way is up. So. Uh, that's what I'm experiencing now.
0: But what changed um, because you were still in the box? You still had a business to run. You still had your daughter around 24-7. What changed mm-hmm. for you that you could move past that?
1: Yeah. So what changed was, uh, and again, you know, I think, uh, the way the, the, the solid structure or the solid recipe for success is first you have, uh, you have a founding mindset. You have a successful mindset mm-hmm. of, Anything is possible, and all I need is within me now. And then you bring in the resources, the techniques, the systems, the structures, whatever. But in my case, what happened was early on because you know resilience. Life just teaches you to start living because you know this is it. This is your situation. You've got your daughter. You've got to still run the business. Got to bring the money in. Mm. So uh, the mindset wasn't quite there early on. It happened just one month before the trip ended because oh, wow. I. I took all that time to go down so then I could come up. Yes. But the structures that we put in place uh, and which we lived by for nearly six or seven months uh, was we realized that we did not want to move like or change spots too frequently. So because, you know, then we were spending a lot of time hitching, unhitching, packing the caravan, unpacking again, all that. So uh, we we decided that we're gonna spend a minimum of seven days at any location, mm-hmm. and out of those seven days, what we started doing was we started utilizing the local libraries a lot more. Uh, that was really such a gift, and I'm so grateful to the what can I say, the infrastructure of Australia that we have access, of, you know, unlimited access to unlimited books through libraries all around Australia.
0: That's true. We take it for granted. Uh, mm.
1: Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, we started, what we started doing was out of the seven days, we, we dedicated three to four days for local sightseeing, because otherwise it would not make sense being on the caravan. Sure. And the other three to four days, you know, some days we would just chill out in the caravan on a weekend, but uh, other two to three days, we would make solid business happen as much as we could from the library, because that gave us Wi-Fi, um, because otherwise, depending on our mobile data, was it wasn't sufficient. So uh, what I would do was uh, I put myself in a very, very, what can I say, disciplined routine. And my daughter was still very little, lots of milk required throughout the day, you know, like three or four bottles of milk. So I would pack up uh, like a big picnic lunch bag, you know, like uh, lunch, milks, buttermilks, curds, yogurts, snacks, everything. You know, we, I'd pack up a big food bag every day that we went to the library. And we'd pack her blanket that she would lie down on for her naps, her nappies, you name it, you know. So we would literally like pack a picnic and go to the library and <laughs> spend three days in the library every week. Mm-hmm. So here she comes, my darling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we would we would spend the day at the library and, uh, you know, she would get to play with her toys in the kids zone. And my husband and I would take turns minding her while the other person could sit in a desk and, you know, do some work. Yeah. So that, so that was, it takes teamwork. And of course, oh, yeah, I think I would have just, uh, yeah, I don't know what what it would be without his support or without my support to him. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we we still uh, did the best in our capacity uh, of, uh using libraries I think that was our uh, Mm. savior
0: yeah yeah so in 50 years time where would you like to see yourself wow that's a big time (laughs) in 50 years time
1: I would love to see myself alive I'm 33 which means I'll be 83 so universe I've said it I'll be fine (laughs) I'd be I'd love to see myself alive and moving being able to you know do what I need to do drive Take myself wherever, shop. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you could leave some, a word of wisdom with our design, what would that be?
1: Ouch. Just one sec. Sorry.
0: That's okay. Hello. Yeah. So,
1: Aria? Hello. She can't, she can't hear you because Uh, there's the headphones on. Yeah. So, um, can I leave you with two, two nuggets, which is really key? Um, the the most important thing that I learned on my caravan journey was to live with less things Mm. like imagine when we settled back in this house and you know when we called back for our stuff from the storage we had 150 cartons of stuff can you imagine wow and we lived without all that for one year yes which means it clearly tells you what (laughs) we don't need so much stuff sure so Value things for what they are. They are just things. Mm. That's a huge one. And yeah, that's a huge one. And, you know, coming back into this life, it has taught me like earlier when I would go to say a cheap and ch- cheapest chips or a reject shop, I would think just because things are so cheap, I'm allowed to buy and I must buy lots of them like stickers for her or, you know, anything. hmm. You know, how can I go to a reject shop and come back without buying anything? You know, that was my thinking. But now I'm like, stickers? No, she has lots. Crayons? She has lots. Books? She has lots. I can clearly see the abundance that's in my life and how much less stuff I need. Wow. So that's, that's one thing. And the, the second, but the most important that I want to leave you with is that your story matters. And it's important that you talk about it because up until now, and Tina, I'm so grateful to you for, you know, uh, inviting me and interviewing me and have, you know, allowing me to language my own story. Because I hadn't thought about this, uh, you know, this whole journey Mm. in reflection as I did today, or as I've been doing in the last couple of months, you know, chatting with a lot of people. Uh, A lot of people told me, you know, Shilpa, yeah, maybe this could be your next book. But I'm like, nah, I don't think there's a book in here. So what? I just did a travel. Why don't someone read my travel adventures? But there's so much more than travel and uh, I'm just planting a seed. You know, there's a seed. Maybe there's a book coming. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's the thing. It's like a travel within. Even though you did it externally, you went around Australia. But yeah. you travelled within and I really like the fact that you would spend seven days somewhere. So even though you were travelling, you were still structured about that and that's a real metaphor yeah. for our life like move yep. and then settle for yep. a bit, see how it feels. Exactly,
1: of course. Adapt
0: to what you need and then get up and move again. Like we don't stay in one spot, so why don't we yep. have our own little caravan on our, on our internal bits? <laughs>
1: I love that metaphor. <laughs> She's yawning away to glory.
0: <laughs> this is so cute. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. How can people get in touch with you? Wow, so you can get
1: in touch with me on Facebook uh, and my Facebook ID is facebook.com slash shilpaagarwal22. Uh, it might be a bit difficult to uh, spell it, but I can you know leave you with the snippets oh. at the bottom. Yep. And my business is called Want Solution, There's Always One. So, yeah, it's funny that, uh, you know, uh, sometimes I forgot this message myself mm, that if I true. really want a solution, there's always one. If I'm willing to let go of cribbing and complaining.
0: Yeah, nice okay. message to leave us with. Thank okay. you so much. We yeah. really appreciate your time, Shilpa.
1: Absolutely, pleasure. And thank you so much, Tina, for having me here.
0: A huge shout out to you for being here, for listening in, and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honor your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design You podcast and helps us to reach design viewers from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and deliver it.